Martin, what is my orga- organics? What are you guys doing? We're primarily a specialty coffee company that uh, focuses on uh, giving farmers opportunities through other specialty products. Uh, give me that again. What do you mean? Well, we started as uh, coffee importers and roasters over 20 years ago, and then we learned that uh, we can provide quality products to uh, consumers in the U.S. while helping farmers with other products like chia, cacao, honey, other diversified products. From the Latin America? Specifically from Latin America with the purpose of supporting small farmers and communities. Uh-huh. How large or how small is this team? We have about 60 people on staff right now. Uh-huh. And how'd you get a job with this company? I started it uh, when I was young, in my late teens, early 20s. Uh-huh. And where are you from originally? I was born in Guatemala. Go ahead. And uh, we left Guatemala after a major earthquake. We moved to Nicaragua from there. And then? There was a revolution. We left there. I uh, went to Costa Rica, had a good time, and were asked to leave after a year. Why? Because all the Nicaraguans went to Costa Rica, and they were overcrowded. And then where'd you go? Went to Peru, and there were some issues there with something called the Shining Path and uh, a lot of terrorism. And then where'd you go? Came to the U.S. Uh, as refugees of the Nicaraguan Revolution. We're in Miami for about a year, a year and a half, and, and then came up to the D.C. area. Well, you moved around a lot between the ages of 8 and 12, a bunch of different countries. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have two older brothers, one older sister. I'm the youngest. You're the youngest of four. And uh, when you arrived in the U.S. after that experience, moving to those different countries, 8 to 12, what, how did you feel? It was nice. Everything was safe and clean. And, uh, you know, there was, it was a duality. It was the kind of remembering what I had seen and in, in the, the poverty and the struggle that I had seen in Latin America. But then also the excitement for the opportunities that a country like the U.S. that provides opportunities. What do you mean the excitement for the opportunities? You actually remember that when you were 12? I remember clean roads and safe cities and being able to, you know, not worry about, you know, gunshots at night and things. How young were you when you started making money? Uh, I was about 12 as soon as I came to the U.S. and I learned that you could do things like mow lawns and shovel driveways and things like that. Uh Uh-huh. Robert? So with a background like that, you'd be, um, it'd be understandable if you wanted to sort of kick back and enjoy this sort of uh, winning the lottery of landing in Miami compared to where you'd been before. What made you want to take on the risk of uh, starting a business? I think it was two things. Number one, in a you know self-focused way, I, I saw opportunity. I got to see kids that had things that I only dreamt of having, uh, new cars and things that I had seen that uh, you know my family couldn't afford. But then also carrying the sense of responsibility for, like I tell people, had I been born a hundred feet one direction or the other, I would have been one of the kids collecting wood to try to you know make a dollar to feed my you know help feed my family. So there was responsibility and there was also excitement for myself. Mm-hmm. Shirley, it sounds like drive is one of a big characteristics that you have how young were you when that first started do you recall any incidents i think once i got a taste of the fact that i could make my own money it was exciting but then more importantly um when i really wanted a bike which was shortly after we moved to the dc area and uh, i saved up about 100 bucks and took i think two three buses to toys r us bought a bike put it together in the parking lot and rode it home I remember actually uh, very sweet moms stopped me and told me it wasn't safe to ride my bike on Rockville Pike. But uh, I was super excited because it, it was freedom. It was working hard for something, earning it. It was mine, and I could do whatever I wanted with it. And it gave me a good taste of what hard work could actually bring. Mark? Uh, what do your employees expect of you? I'm not sure what they expect of me. I think uh, I do a good job of communicating that um, we have a purpose. And I think they expect me to lead them through that purpose. And I think 
for well, me is well, what, what do you mean you have a purpose what are you talking about uh in about 2012 when we recognized how powerful we could uh how powerful it could be to help uh farmers through consumer dollars we we shifted our company to a purpose-driven what do you mean focus. how powerful it could be what are you talking about you know, ultimately, I started this business to help a family member that was having a hard time making a living because the supply chain was so bloated with people making money in the middle. And all we do is go straight to the farmers and represent farmers and consumers. We want great product for consumers, and we want equity and uh, fairness for farmers. And we've been successful with it. And we now have attracted people through our purpose, which is literally to eliminate systemic poverty in Latin America through responsible trade. Give, give me that again. To eliminate systemic poverty in Latin America through responsible trade of artisanal foods in our purpose. And how are you doing that? Basically by using common sense. Uh, we're taking 300-year-old uh, supply chains that are leftover colonialism, and we're going direct to farmers as humans and, and people that grow our food. Mm-hmm. Brian? So, Martin, you talked to us earlier about how you, when you were, eight, when you were 18, you, uh, you went to Nicaragua. Right. Yes. And in furtherance of a business opportunity. And I think it relates to what you're just talking about now about these supply chains. Can you tell us a little bit about that trip? You know, ultimately, I had an idea and I realized that um, there were a lot of products that people were consuming in the U.S. and paying a lot of money for. I felt that I could be involved in the processing of those products to help. How young were you? 18. And what happened with an airplane? With an airplane? Oh, well, I had discussed it with my dad that I had some ideas of ways to try to make some money and also uh what'd your dad tell you when you were 18 get your butt on a plane and stop talking about it and what happened i got on a plane uh-huh and uh, what'd you do i went down and uh where i went down to nicaragua when mm-hmm. back in the day where you had to have at least two three guns on you because it was just uh ortega had just left power and everybody was armed and you know and drove three hours to uh actually it was five hours back then to the north to a cigar factory that i used to go to with my dad when and I then what I worked out a deal to uh, develop a cigar line and just process cigars there. And Where would the money come from? Where the funding come from? Uh, people trusting me and people hearing me out that I wanted to do something and I was willing to work hard for it. Wait, 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 wait. You're from a foreign country. Uh, there's people running around with guns and they trusted you and they funded you? Ultimately, I think, you know, I was an entrepreneur before it was cool to be an entrepreneur. And I think I was doing things... Uh, for the right reasons and I think people wanted to help a young guy out that was trying to do things that were interesting and uh, hopefully beneficial to them as well. Mm-hmm. Robert? So when you first got into business and you connect coming to the United States with having money and that leading to freedom, seems like you'd probably have a lot more money if you weren't trying to bring your business around to help farmers in Latin America. What makes you? I've been accused that? of being a nonprofit, uh, even though we're a very profitable company. Um, I just believe that responsible business should be more than just saying that you have a you know diversity or, or a sustainability you know aspect to your business. I think it has to be built into the business, and I purposely run very lean. I'm the only owner of the business, and I run on, on lean margins and lean profit. Um, but we scale, and with scale, those numbers go up. So you, you you're really driven by this purpose, aren't you? Oh yeah, big time. What do you mean? It's powerful when you can actually see that consumers reach out to us every day by the dozens and by the hundreds saying how much they love our product. And then producers and farmers and communities benefit from that. I mean, it's just you see something that just works and that actually helps people. So you're, you're the supply chain that's disrupted 300 years worth of, in, of middlemen. In a very, very small way, yeah. 
Uh, it sounds like in a pretty significant way. So you're going to Latin America. You're finding farmers that have stuff that's in demand here in the United States. And you're the bridge. Correct. Uh-huh. And I think yeah. more than anything, we see the farmers as our first customer, which is we, we provide value for them so that we can provide quality and value for our customers. So we really engage both with a mutual level of consideration and equity and respect. How, how, how high is up? What's the end game here? It's a pretty big industry. Uh, I mean, we, I see There's us a lot of stuff in the United States that we need from Latin America, in other words. There are. I mean, we're doing over four and a half million pounds of chia right now a year, which I never would have guessed and didn't even know that much chia was sold uh, in this country. Wow. So we, we've scaled and uh, we continue to scale. Now we're diversifying out. We have a 24,000 square foot facility in Maryland. We're building one in Miami that's a little bit bigger. Uh, and I'll be putting in uh, mills in uh, Nicaragua, Peru, Costa Rica within the next five years. Wow. Wait, wait, what's the website address to this organization? It's MayorgaOrganics.com. That's M-A-Y-O-R-G-A Organics.com. And it's the same thing for Instagram as well. We have really good pictures of our farmers. And uh, let me have the spelling of that one more time. M-A-Y-O-R-G-A Organics. Mm. Organics.com. And what kind of stuff are you guys selling? Well, we have great coffee right now, all organic, so we only do organic because part of being responsible is taking care of the environment. Um, so we do organic coffee, we do chia, honey, cacao as well. Cool. We've been speaking with Martin Mayorga, president of Mayorga Organics here on Executive Media Radio. We'll be back in a moment right after this break.